1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The new year brings predictions of a global recession, Two-thirds of the world's top economists predict economic weakness globally in 2023, according to the World Economic Forum meeting this week in Davos, Switzerland. Argentina celebrates its tea centennial, and the Toronto Tea Festival returns. Plus, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the T-Biz blog and the 100th episode of the T-Biz podcast. Later in the program, I'll review the 10 most popular podcasts of 2022 and reveal our plans for launching a T-Biz portal in 2023. More in a minute, but first, this important message.
0: What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka.
1: Two-thirds of the world's top economists predict economic weakness globally in 2023, according to the World Economic Forum, which is meeting this week in Davos, Switzerland. According to the WEF poll, Europe, the United States, and China are the most vulnerable markets. Going into these difficult times, volume sales of packaged tea are stable, Bulk tea sold for an average of $3.10 per kilo in 2022, an increase of 14%, reflecting mainly black tea sales at auctions in Kenya, India, and Sri Lanka. Retail online tea sales continue to expand, but rising marketing costs undermine margins. Food service revenue is down as labor and food inflation keep profits below pre-COVID levels in tea-friendly formats, especially fine dining. Independent tea shops that weathered the pandemic are closing their doors and many are moving online. In contrast, Franchise tea ventures like Texas-based HTO with 68 iced tea drive-thru stores and 93 under construction in the U.S. and bubble tea ventures like Kung Fu Tea with 350 locations and Gong Cha with 1,900 locations worldwide are expanding with outside investment. In Europe, retail sales in the 19 eurozone countries have decreased by 2.7% year-on-year, with declines beginning in November. Food and drink sales to important tea-related categories are down 3.9% year-on-year. The European Commission expects the economic contraction to continue during the first three months of 2023 declines in two consecutive quarters signal a technical recession. In the U.S., stocks fell sharply this week on word that retail sales had declined 1.1% in December, the biggest drop in 12 months. Receipts at food service and drinking places, the only services category in the retail sales report, fell 0.9%. Inflation increased by only 0.1%, and unemployment at 3.5% is at a 50-year low. There are still more job openings than workers, but layoffs are mounting as manufacturing output experienced its biggest drop in two years. In short, the economy is losing momentum, according to a reporting by Reuters, economists predict a 70 percent chance of recession in 2023. China reported only 3 percent growth for the year. Abandoning zero COVID immediately boosted manufacturing and normalized supply chains that are driving down inflation, but eliminating travel restrictions also increased the likelihood of a surge of infections. Retail sales plunged 5.9% in November and 1.8% in December as consumers stayed home. That hesitancy ended in January as the Lunar New Year began. There were 35 million travelers on the first day of the Spring Festival, with the total passenger flow estimated at $2.1 by February 5th. That is double the number of Chinese who traveled during the 2022 festival and 70% greater than in 2019 before the pandemic. (music) Business Insight, rural Chinese welcome the arrival of urban relatives after long periods of separation. A January surge of COVID infections is evident but my contacts in China report tea workers are recovering in three to seven days. China has administered 3.46 billion doses to vaccinate more than 90% of the population fully, and while older people are more seriously afflicted, most survive without intensive hospital care. The average occupancy of hospital beds for severe cases has not yet reached 80%, according to Xinhua, news service. Harvest and factory protocols are firmly established, and compliance is high. Self-regulation is evident in regions where infections have led to fatalities. The government of Argentina last week declared the planting of the first tea seeds a historical moment, marking the 100th anniversary of Argentine tea a bill passed by the Argentine Congress, will immortalize the three Ukrainian Cook brothers, quote, who, when faced with the hostile climate generated by the Russian Revolution in 1910, escaped to the new continent to start from scratch, end quote. Don Latimiro, his brother Tikhon, an Orthodox priest, and Emmanuel Natiuk settled in Colonial Tres Campones in the generous and peaceful hills of Misiones to establish the southernmost tea-producing region in the world and the center of Argentine agriculture. Tikhan, the missionary, obtained Assamica seeds in Crimea in 1923 and presented them to his brothers who were experienced in raising and processing fruit on an industrial scale. The four hectares they planted were processed locally and sold as W.H.T. In 1924, seeds from China were planted, and by the 1940s, tea flourished on 300 hectares. In 1944, following a devastating earthquake, the Ministry of Agriculture bought 800 kilos of seeds to plant in the first of many government financed projects to expand tea cultivation. More than 5,000 planters and five cooperatives today grow 2.7% of the world's black tea on 72,000 acres. It's about 29,000 hectares in Misiones, with an additional 2,000 hectares planted in. Correntes province. 90% of this tea is exported to 30 countries. The United States is Argentina's largest trading partner, purchasing 70% of the annual crop to blend into making iced tea. Visit the Tea Biz blog for in-depth coverage of the Argentine tea industry by correspondent and tea sommelier Horacio Bustos. Also, download the official proclamation in Spanish. Like hundreds of in-person tea events around the world, the Toronto Tea Festival was forced into hiatus the past two years. In 2023, the popular two-day event returns on January 28th and 29th in the Toronto Reference Library. Since 2013, everyone on Canada's eastern seaboard who trades in tea has traveled to Toronto for the Tea Festival demonstrations, samples, lectures, and exhibitions. The event, now in its ninth edition, is hosted by Tao Tea Leaf and the Tea Guild of Canada. With more than 50 exhibitors, it drew a crowd of 2,800 in 2020, Making it Canada's largest tea festival, exclusively focused on tea. One day passes are $16, and $25 for two day admission. Visit teafestivaltoronto all one word dot com to buy tickets. Arvinda and Theraman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India tea
0: price report sale one for the week ending 7th January, 2023. This week saw the beginning of celebrations of 200 Years of Asante. The celebrations are expected to continue year long and was kick-started with the release of a book as an event. The book titled 200 Years of Tea" has been written by Dr. Pradeep Borua. In auctions, while well, North Indian Tea Gardens are still closed for winter, but seal one opened with 5,565 tonnes of tea on offer. Of which 3,590 tons were sold. The overall average price was low at 149 rupees per kilo, but Arunachal Pradesh's East Sand District topped the list at 254 rupees per kilo. In Kolkata, sale once saw a drop in prices compared to the previous week. 72 tons of Darjeeling tea was on offer, but half sold, the prices averaging 223 rupees a kilo. Orthodox tea grapes a better sale percentage at 72%. The CIS countries active in Guwahati, Hindustan Unilever was the top buyer for CTC, purchasing 401 tons. They were also active in Sil- Siliguri and were a top buyer for CTC here as well. Also in Guwahati, a little over half of uh, Orthodox tea on offer was sold for an average price of 119 rupees a kilo. In the south, purchase saw good week, most of CTC on offer sold. With Avi Thomas being the main buyer, picking up nearly a third of the offering. And Kulu saw a cumulative 79% of tea on offer sold for a low average price of 113 rupees a kilo.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in
0: an organic tea farm and founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's NepalTeaCollective.com Or just send me an email at nish, N-I-S-H, at NepalTeaCollective.com Cheers!
1: This year marks the 10th anniversary of the T-Biz blog, and the 100th episode of the T-Biz podcast. Listeners in 117 countries have downloaded at least one of the 36,474 streams since 2021. The podcast is most popular in these countries in this order, the United States, India, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, Germany, the Netherlands, Japan, France, and Ireland, with Bangladesh, Sweden, China, Kenya, and Sri Lanka making up the top 15. In 2022, all the most frequently downloaded episodes aired during the year's first six months. No wonder. COVID surged in January. In February, Russia invaded Ukraine, leading to sanctions and the closure of Black Sea ports, realigning the tea supply chain. Logistics were in disarray due to lockdowns in China. Changing consumer behavior led Coca Cola to discontinue its iconic Honest Tea brand. Tea exports from Sri Lanka sharply declined as tea plants were starved of fertilizer. Amid an economic turmoil that led the country's prime minister to abandon his post and the country's president to resign and flee. Nepal's tea exports plummeted and Kenya tea auction prices were flat. China experienced a merciless heat wave while Assam flooded. Headlines described restaurants clawing back towards normal against the headwinds of inflation and labor shortages. There was good news as well. Tea consumption globally continued to expand. Japan tea exports reached the new high and Ishizuoka hand-rolled tea brought a record price at auction. Researchers presenting at the Tea and Human Health Symposium revealed compelling new science-based benefits that may lead to the inclusion of tea in the U.S. dietary recommendations. The world's largest tea company named a woman as CEO and rebranded as Lipton Teas and Infusions. The International Specialty Tea Association announced innovative tea evaluation protocols. India's Tea Research Association revised its best practices to enhance sustainability. India realigned the priorities of its tea board from regulation to promotion, and Kenya implemented progressive policies legislated in the Tea Act of 2020. The Mombasa Tea Auction transitioned to digital trading. Brazil held its first national celebration of tea culture. In May, on International Tea Day, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization said that the tea industry could transform the agri-food sector worldwide. As I review a year of tea biz podcast episodes, I hear the voices of the tea lands. The podcast interviews capture the tone, pitch, and accent of more than a hundred guests during the past two years, each telling the story of tea in their own words enhanced with enthusiasm, pride, and commitment to excellence. The stories are authentic, unpretentious, and grounded at origin in the soil and sun of tea-growing regions from Ilam, Nepal, and Xiamen, China, to Kandy, Sri Lanka, Taiwan, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Vietnam, and Mongolia, Indonesia, Malawi, Kagoshima, and the Great Rift Valley. You are listening to the hundredth episode. Each episode takes about twenty hours to research, write, and record. Those hours double when you consider the work of the many correspondents who independently book guests and produce segments. I am so proud of Aravinda and in Bengaluru, India. See you in China at the Tea Marketing Association. Dananjaya Silva who covers Sri Lanka reviewer Kyle Whittington, and Bernadine Tay in London, and Jessica Natalie Willard in British Columbia, as well as Greg Williams at Autovideo Productions in New Mexico, who assembled and creatively mastered all 100 episodes with unfailing precision. Most of all, I'm grateful to you, our listeners, for your loyalty and for spreading the word about our podcast. All this could not have been possible without the financial support of founding sponsors Manique and Manjeev Jaya Kumar at Q Trade Teas and Herbs, Bogdan Krenichko and Philippe Karlberg at Brew Teamaker One, Rona Tyson at Itoin, and Nishal Benskota at the Nepal Tea Collective. Currently, 55% of our subscribers are tea professionals and 45% identify as tea enthusiasts, all share a common joy in drinking and promoting tea. In 2023, the Tea Biz blog, which celebrates its 10th anniversary this year, will merge online with Tea Journey magazine to become the Tea Biz portal. This consolidated website simplifies access to all the tea stories we tell. Visit us at t-bizbiz.com. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T Biz journalists and T experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-biz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.